Welcome to the General Knowledge Podcast. It is a big idea, a new world order. By the military industrial complex. Season 3, last one of the season, episode 24. We usually do about 24 episodes throughout the year, and uh, we are now coming to the end of Season 3, the third year of doing the um, the show. Today, I am joined with uh, Ethan Nash of TOTTnews.com. Ethan, thanks for coming on board, brother. Good to have you with me. We've got a lot to go over. What a massive, massive week it's been. Huge week, General. Huge week um, in Australian history, and what a better way. You couldn't have scripted it better, mate. The season finale of season three, and could be possibly the biggest episode yet. There's so much to talk about. Yep. Um, I think it's all lined up pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> a, little, a little bit more of synchronicity again there. Like, I mean, I was... I think when I, I um, recorded the end of the last show we did, when we did the 9-11 special, I was like, oh, I'm not too sure who we've got on, uh, you know, for the next show, but, you know, we'll work it out and we'll, we'll see what happens. And then all hell broke loose in Australia. It has been insane. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't need to tee up any guests. Like, we've got enough to go over for this one. As soon as, as, soon as last week happened, I was like, well, okay, this... <laughs> This, this show is sorted man um we don't have andy with us at the moment hopefully he comes in uh either halfway through or whenever he can he's he's uh, down on the gold coast at the moment attending uh, some training or something or other but if he gets on he gets on and uh he'll just jump in and have his uh have his two cents worth as he always does but for the moment it'll be ethan and myself uh plenty to go over on this one guys now we want to just kind of lay it out for the listeners i'm sure everyone knows i mean the whole world knows the whole world has been watching of course, one city in Australia in particular, that is, of course, Melbourne. Now, Melbourne, capital of the Australian version of the Strong Cities Network, according to uh, to the UN. Uh, we'll probably, I might go over a little bit of that information on the, uh, for those who don't know about the Strong Cities Network um, a little bit later on in the show as well. But, yeah, I mean, it's really, they, they've shown their hand. They've They've laid their cards on the table and they have put, they've gone all in. I think the government has just gone all in and gone, this is what we think of Australia and Australians 
and the protesters and anyone standing up for their rights and, and for freedom of choice, this is what we think of you. And the footage speaks for itself, doesn't it, Ethan? I couldn't agree more, General. Uh, Victoria has become occupied territory now. Mm -hmm. it's, uh, this is a foreign land. You know, I've never seen anything like the scenes we're witnessing at the moment. And even just looking overseas at some of the other rallies that were happening at the same time, you know, even countries like France and other countries where you see crazy scenes happening, it, it seemed like nothing compared to what was going on in Melbourne with, as you mentioned, these militarised potentially privately owned police force and counter-terrorism squads out on the streets yep. getting involved with everything absolute crazy scenes that we're witnessing in this country mate i never would have thought that we would have actually witnessed uh such a descent into absolute tyranny i mean we've talked about it over the last you know 18 19 months that you know it's getting tyrannical they the governments over over overextending their powers um, you know, they're just they're overreaching in all matter, uh, countrywide. But now we're starting to see. I wouldn't even call it overreaching. I think what you said probably is the more succinct. That we have actually got a state in Australia that seems to have seceded from the Federation. Victoria no longer is an Australian state. They are a nation unto themselves. The dictator Dan reports to well. Who knows who his real handlers are? Could be, you know, the uh, Xi, Xi Jinping over there in the, the communist state of China, of course. But we all think he's, you know, we all refer to him as Dictator Dan, of course, uh, because he literally rules mm -hmm. the the state with an iron fist, mate. Now, um, Dictator Dan uh, is is where it's at for <laughs> for the leadership in Victoria. I mean, even even the media, even mainstream media, are now calling calling him out. I've noticed. I mean, probably still just the old Sky News stuff, mate. But even they're starting to to, to call. Oh, wait a minute, you know what's really going on? This this is a bit much, you know, Dan Andrews. What's going on down there? And they're even saying it on Fox and stuff in the states. You know, I've seen snippets. Good old uh, Real Rukshen, who's been uh, doing some wonderful footage, which we'll talk about a little bit later. Uh, even he got an interview on uh, Fox News over there talking, and they were they were just flabbergasted. They can't believe how bad things have gotten here, mate. The world is watching, General, and oh. they're watching very keenly because we've said, as you mentioned, for as long as this podcast has been going, Australia and New Zealand, seemingly this Pacific region is a test ground for this techno-fascist state that is rolling out, this descent into biofascism as dr tj coles uh, described it on tott news this is what is emerging and the world is watching this as a warning to see what is going to um, occur and to see what is unfolding and what we've seen is from the actions of these protesters people that just wanted to go out and exercise their their voices and specifically as we get into the later weeks when it's very smaller crowds not inciting any violence what we've seen is the new world order has reared its ugly head uh, from the from the shadows, from pretending like it isn't there, to a full-on police state, checking papers, arresting people for no reason, smashing people to the ground, crazy scenes. And, yeah, the world's watching because everyone can't believe that the lucky country, this country, General, that was, you know, wonderful. Australia's a, a fantastic country. Everyone remembers, you know, the Aussie way and the Aussie spirit how foreign that looks 
to us and even to the world now. I think they're starting to realise that this isn't about health in general. This is about something far deeper, my friend. Mm-hmm. I love the memes that people put out when they show you know, an image of um, one of these riot well, who knows what they are. We'll call them a riot police, but we don't even know who they uh, really belong to, whether it's a, <laughs> a UN force or something. I'm not too sure, to be honest. But, you know, they have these pictures of their... They clad in black and armour and armed to the teeth as well. And they're pointing, you know, the the M the M20, uh, for whatever it is, um, grenade launcher that's got the um, tear gas, you know, things in it, pointing at the camera and it says, it's for your health, you know. <laughs> that's a, like is, really, this yeah. is where we're at. You know, these people—they don't want the vaccine. Fair enough. Don't they? Don't have to have it. That's that's how I stand. Um, you know, but why why force it on them? Yeah, you know, why why do it at gunpoint when all they're doing is um, they're marching for freedom of choice and and to say no to these stupid mandates and lockdowns and all this sort of stuff. I mean, it is our it is our right in this country to protest. Um, it is right in anyone's country to protest. To be honest. And then uh, they're saying not only can we not protest, but we can't. You, you can't do anything. You you can't take the streets. You can't even do a silent protest. They don't want anyone in these streets. They don't want even even want it covered on uh, independent media as well, which we'll talk about a little bit later in this episode, um, with regards to the conspiracy to um, to basically black out entire media coverage uh, in Melbourne. Oh, fascinating stuff, mate. All right, so. We've kind of uh, given people an inkling to, to what's been going on. Of course, everyone knows what's been going on, but we're going to do a little bit of a, 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 I guess, a timeline to kind of work out where this kind of started. Now, let's rewind a little bit back to about Thursday, the 16th of September. Okay, so about 10 days ago. Dictator Dan, I put an article up on realnewsaustralia.com folks uh, called Victorian Construction Workers No Jab, No Job I put this up on the Friday but it was about the day before Dictator Dan he gets up in the press on his little presser and he says that the construction industry all construction workers must have had at least one jab of the COVID vaccine in order to keep their job come the deadline of Friday September 24th. Well, it was actually 11.59 p.m. Thursday, the 23rd of September. But let's just say Friday. Come Friday morning, as soon as it ticks over, that's the deadline. If you don't have it, you cannot go to work on any construction site across Victoria. That was the rule that he put in place. Not a law, just another mandate, just another rule. No written law anywhere that says he can actually do this. But of course, it's dictated Dan, so that's what we... That's why we call him that. He's he's the Maoist um, dictator there in Victoria. So it comes that was on Thursday the 16th. So come Friday, the day after. Now, construction workers were also told that they weren't even allowed to have smoko, which we call smoko in Australia, which means you know, a smoke break, or technically that's their morning tea or their lunch. They just call it smoko for short. Now, they were told from their construction sites... If you haven't had the jab, you cannot eat in the designated eating area at the construction sites. Any construction site anywhere. There's always a, like, a, like a camp, like a, a lunchroom or whatever where they can go and eat, have a break, get out of the sun, you know, aircon, that sort of thing. Um, that, so they went, well, if we can't eat on site, well, we're going to go to, we're, all the boys are going to walk off the site. We're going to take a chair, some tables, and we're going to eat our lunch 
in the street, blocking the streets of Melbourne. I've put up that article there with an imagery from uh, people who were uh, workers on the day putting up their little video footage and their photos. Uh, and you can clearly see across different construction sites across the city in Melbourne, uh, complete traffic blocked. You know, even they've even stopped cop cars from going through on some of the images there. It's fantastic. Good to see. They've gone, you know, no lunchrooms, no problems. And they're all just sitting on, in chairs or on the road having their smoko. And uh, all good. That's what they're like. Well, you know, fuck you. If this is what you're going to make us do, then we're not going to eat on site. We'll eat off site. And uh, there's a way, there's a will. Where there's a will, there's a way. So that's what they've done, right? And that was on the Friday. So the day after he gets up and says this, that's what he did. And then comes uh, the um, the rallies. Now, across Australia, we had some more freedom rallies, which was on the weekend, which was, uh, I think, Saturday the 25th. Is that right, Ethan? Uh, Saturday the 25th of September? Uh, yeah, yesterday yep. there was some more, yep. Yeah, that was... Um, was it yesterday? Oh, sorry. Um, not Sorry, the 17th, sorry. Um 17th, oh, I lost my dates again. The 18th, would it have been f- Saturday the 18th of September? Uh, so yeah, yeah, so the, yeah, the, so the 18th of... That was the big nation uh, one, September eh? was the big, yeah, the big yes, national the rallies. Yeah. Yep. Um, that was good, yeah, okay. So that was then, so yeah. They've there was gone. rallies rallies on both days. <laughs> there was actually, yeah. <laughs> um, we'll get to that, yeah. Um, so yeah, so come come the Saturday, the weekend just after this announcement, uh, nationwide, every every major city in the country, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of people marching for freedom of choice. Um, you can see a lot of that imagery and, and all that sort of stuff on our various social media pages. I think Ethan's also got um, a lot of images over there at tottnews.com. Uh, Yep, September 18th, Melbourne Freedom Protest, what the TV didn't show you. So you've got an article up there uh, talking all about, well, Melbourne in particular, in that particular one. Um, people were, they weren't happy. There was a lot of, you know, blue-collar construction workers even marching on that day. But what surprised yep. people the most, Ethan, was that the CMFEU, which is the Construction, Forestry, Marine and... Uh, Energy Union, CFMEU, they came out and their position, that, and I'm not talking about the um, nationwide one or whatever, but specifically the Victorian one or the Melbourne branch of the CFMEU. So their union headquarters in, in Melbourne, which covers, of course, the Victorian workers. Their position was, we understand everyone's right to, you know, not want forced vaccinations. However, they understand the government's position, and that was basically where they left it. So it, it, their stance left all of their members without any recourse. They didn't know whether they were Arthur or Martha. They're like, are they supporting us? Are they not supporting us? So come Monday then, Ethan, wasn't it? It was the 20th. Is that right? Let me just bring yep. my calendar. Yep. Uh, so, yep, Monday the 20th. A few workers thought, well, let's go down and let's go have a chat to... John, uh, John Setka. Now he was the he's the state secretary of the Victorian branch of the CMFEU, and they wanted to have a meeting with him. They wanted to go and you know pick his brain and say what's going on. We're members of this union, you know. Why aren't you backing us? We don't. We want freedom of choice. We don't want to have to have vaccines to keep our jobs. You know the deadline's coming up in a week. You know, oh, not even a week. Only in about well, that was on Monday the twentieth. So. Uh, only a couple of days away, Friday the 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 twenty twenty uh, fourth or whatever it was, 
Uh, yeah, Friday the 24th was the deadline in Victoria for all construction industry to have at least one vaccine in order to actually work. So they're, they're unhappy. They want the union just to come together, to stand with them. And they chose to go down and have a bit of a chat to him. Uh, <laughs> turns out turns out it wasn't really a chat because Setka basically ignored his his people. He didn't want to come down. They were there pretty much all day. And more and more and more workers gradually just kept turning up. There were hundreds of them, if not possibly maybe a thousand or more. Uh, and he finally came out. And I've got the footage up at realnewsaustralia.com and this article published on the 20th. Angry Victorian construction workers converge on the CMFEU headquarters. And in some of that footage, you can hear it. He said, I don't know if you caught it as well. But when Setka grabs the megaphone in order to actually address the crowd, he goes, he says something like, he goes, what do you want us to do? Shut the industry down. And he, he was like, you know, sort of, bluffing or saying you know like as if we're going to do that that's not what we're going to do you can see it in his face and the way he said it and the whole crowd goes yeah like they they thought they're like yeah that's what we want you know let's shut it down and then <laughs> he starts shaking his head and he, yeah. and he, he hands the megaphone to someone else like he's like wait a minute that's not what i wanted he, you know he wants to just basically tell his workers to well, too bad. Go get the jab. That's what. That's how he feels. But the workers are like, "Yeah, we'll shut this industry down," and that's basically what they were doing. That's so. Uh, tell us, tell us your impression, mate, of that day. So, you know, like I said, started off with a few dozen of them going down and heading down there for it to try and get a meeting with him. Before long, you know, footage from blokes like Real Ruction and all that were showing hundreds of these guys down there on that day, the first day of these. Um, industry protests against it was just against the the union. Well, it wasn't even really against the union. It was like, hey, union, come and stand with us. Come and stand up for us. We need you. That was why they were there, wasn't it, mate? It wasn't there to to have a go at them and all that sort of stuff. It was there to basically try and find out what the hell's going on with this union that we're all members of. You know, we pay our we pay our member dues. You know, we cost us money every year for this representation, and they basically turn their back on them. Um, and then it kind of got a bit pear-shaped from there, mate. That's right, General. And it was a it was a very interesting day. Like, they didn't go down there for that reason to, mm. you know, turn into chaos because I didn't even know that it was happening. I was I woke up that Monday morning. I was exhausted from the weekend, from the big national rallies, which saw, you know, in Melbourne, all of the, you know, protesters break through the line of police and an old lady pushed over and pepper sprayed in the face. And, you know, that made international news. And I was just exhausted from that weekend's rally on the 18th and, you know, putting up the coverage from everywhere else on the 19th. And here we go. We wake up on the 20th and there's construction workers down at the CMFEU building. And it, it surprised me because the Queensland Northern Territory branch of CMFEU, uh, they are opposed to mandatory vaccinations and said that they will go to bat for their workers mm. if they, you know, face any challenges. And, you know, later I learned that this John Sector character was actually, he's actually destroyed the CMFEU when he come in there. It's not a national powerhouse anymore. They're very divided and that's why mm. they're so uh, divided. This John Sector guy that you mentioned who has ties to the underworld, he's brought in Mick Gatto to be a a um, liaison advisor for the business. He's been, yeah, you know, mobster. he's been... 
got he said that he's got no nothing to regret from uh, domestic violence charges that have been put against him and this is the character who runs CMFU Victoria and has really destroyed this national unit. So earns people a, went down earns there. Earns a truckload too, by the way, mate, as, as the um, secretary of that union. Earns a massive amount I'm of money. Sure. Yep. I'm sure. I'm sure. And money that these people are paying him, mm-hmm. the, the union members, right? And and so the, the absolute arrogance of this man to go down, especially after just seeing what happened on the weekend in Melbourne, you know, with... People, you know, these construction workers, some of them might have been in that crowd, you know, mm. breaking through police and, you know, um, being cornered in in the city and everything. This was, and and so John's come out. He's 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 essentially said what you've said, mate. Like, oh, blah blah blah, with his bluff. And then once he realised it was a bluff, he said to everyone, "All right, give me one hour. I'm going to go inside. We're going to work this out. One hour." So everyone waited outside. Meanwhile, he's inside going on 3AW radio calling his union members extremists and, you know, all right, of these types right-wing of things. Nazis saying that they're shit, right-wing Nazis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, Bill Short, you know, Bill Shorten come out and called them baby Nazis, you yeah. know, like all this type of stuff. Like, But they realised that this was happening in there, that he was on 3AW right now, and so they just started chanting, time's up, time's up, and... The, the lads destroyed the front of the building, throwing everything at it, um, absolutely demolishing it, smashing the windows and everything. There was chaotic scenes. And the, the, all the union members hid inside and some of them kept coming out and then violence ensued. So they'd go back in and started spraying out, you know, water cannons from a fire hydrant and stuff mm-hmm. from a hose to try to keep protesters back. And next thing, here comes the riot squad down the road. And from there... You know, all chaos broke out into the streets. The, and then the union members went around the other side and tried to fight um, the crowd. They got all supporters down on their side, so there was a standoff between them. And Melbourne just, you know, completely went uh, crazy. But the important thing, General, was the crowd were chanting every day, every day, every day, yes. implying that they are going to be back every single day. And That's right. Would, would you have it? They were back every single day, and you know things just got uh, crazier from there, mate. But what people need to realise too, Ethan, is that th- these these guys now have nothing to lose, and the the most fearsome mm. person you can come up against is someone with nothing to lose, because they will give everything they've got at you. You know what I mean? Um, and when I say they've got nothing to lose, I mean they they now basically don't have a job. Because these people aren't going to be forced to get a vaccine to keep their job, so they went. They've gone. We'll stuff you. You know what I mean. We're not going to work then. We'll, we will. We will grind this industry, this construction industry in this city to a halt. You will have no one working on any buildings. And imagine the cost involved to you know, the development companies. You know they've got contracts. They've got all this sort of stuff written. They've got deadlines. They've got to have these buildings and these projects done. You know every time, every day that they're held up, it's costing them money and all this sort of stuff. So this is going to cost the industry a shit ton of money. All the developers are going to be sitting there screaming, going, "What is going on? We need this these workers back in." You know, like surely, surely they are. Uh, butting heads up against this Andrew's dictatorship going, you can't do this. You've got to come to some sort of compromise and let these these workers get back in, give them their jobs back, let these projects continue. You know what I mean? Like, 
the 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 workers you'd think so well i think yeah i i would think so too but the workers i think they realize they literally hold the power mate because they've got nothing to lose and that's why they are chanting every day they're like we're going to be back here every fucking day we will be back here every day on the streets we've got nothing to lose and uh they have been they've been back and this every day Absolutely, mate. And this was invited by Dan Andrews, who later that night, late in the evening, shut down construction for two weeks. That's right. He put out a press statement. Yep, two weeks. Yep, two weeks. We're going to be shutting it down while saying that this was punishment for today's actions. (laughs) And, And then the media would say the next day when they come out, now with everyone, you know, well, everything's been shut down, so there's going to be way more of us. The, he's saying that the media was saying that they on the next day were protesting the shutdown when they wanted the shutdown. That's right. That's exactly right. That's why I wanted to bring that up before when Setka grabbed the mic, the megaphone and said, "What do you want us to shut the industry down?" And they all cheered because they're like, "Yes, this is what we want. Hold these motherfuckers accountable. We'll we hold the power. We've got all the cards. The ball is in our court. We're going to shut this industry down until you give us what we want. That's how strikes work. That's how strikes work. Telling them <laughs> that they're going to shut the industry down for two weeks and making it look like you're punishing them. That to me just says that they've literally given them what they wanted because they are scared and uh, they know they're not sure what to do. So they've just gone, oh, t- two week, yeah, two man. week ban. But imagine, imagine the people. Now I'm sure not all of them are in the same court mate i think a lot of them there's probably a lot of them who probably went and got and don't believe that the vaccine is dangerous or that they they don't have a problem with it and it's their choice so i think a lot of them probably we did go and get it they've had their shot but that doesn't mean they're now able to work because i'm sorry construction sites are now shut down for two weeks vaccinated boys included in that so i mean you know what i mean like what's the point of going get the vaccine even if they shut the industry down you know what i mean so I think they're even going to turn even more people away from getting it. Yeah, General, and I think a lot were just there to support their mates as well. Mm -hmm. If you're in a tight construction industry or a team, you don't want your mates to go or be sacked because they haven't had a vaccine. You're there fighting for their choice and their right to be able to to choose. And Dan Andrews coming on saying, oh, well, we had to do this because there was so much non-compliance across all the sites and everything. He was really just inciting all of these people to come out the next day with nothing to do and that's exactly what they did Mm. and then they come out and shut down a highway the next day after you know being thwarted through the city but didn't you notice that you should have seen it this i was gonna say didn't you notice the difference though ethan with regards to the the national rally that happened on the weekend prior when you mentioned you know little old lady who's there walking marching gets bashed like knocked over by the cops and pepper sprayed by two different cops in the face while she's on the ground in pain you know what i mean like that was the the attitude of the cops then what was the attitude of the cops when uh all these construction workers took to the streets whoa let's just stand (laughs) back and watch we're not going to get involved because these are men these are big strong men who are tough and they will not take their shit you know what i mean so (laughs) there was there was no (laughs) no big you know no force no show of force it was just like well we're just going to stand our ground and just stand here you know there was no pushing and shoving them and getting in their face and trying to knock these boys down you know what i mean they only target the weak these scum cops i tell you yeah oh angered me when i saw that little well, old lady it. get they knocked really... down 
Oh, absolutely. And they realise that, um, as you said, the alpha male working class, that's a very dangerous uh, population. With you nothing know, to these, lose. These are people that are. <laughs> exactly. That's, these are the people that are the providers for their family, you know, despite what these uh, manufactured non-gender roles that exist. You know, the men are going out there and doing this type of stuff when it comes to fight you know this type of stuff and fight totalitarianism this is what should make alpha men excited to go out and and fight for what's right you know Mm -hmm. not fight physically but you know what i mean and they understood that and so the riot police on the next day all just stood at parliament house and they stood uh, blocking the cmfeu building and that's all they really did protesters just walked up and down the street in in massive numbers huge numbers oh yeah they were so city. i couldn't believe yeah. how many more turned up mate it was awesome yeah yeah from the huge. from that first day at the cmfeu till the the next day when they when went yeah you know, every day every day and they came back the next day i could not believe how many more turned up i was like yeah you, know, you sort of get that inkling like oh yeah they're saying it might just be all words but it'd be good if they turned up you know holy shit did they turn up there was thousands more the next day absolutely and it, and it was fantastic to to see it you know those many people out and and doing it in my humble opinion you know this this has gone on for for too long and and as we've said it's unfortunate now there was a great video one of the the workers on the ground was apologizing to all the rest of the industries he said oh look i'm sorry that we haven't taken action until now until it's affected us and unfortunately as we've always said until it really starts to affect them people aren't going to really do much but now what we're seeing is really the the back end the working class of this country sort of stood up and said no you know we have rights where we're not going to take this and so they were just funneled through the city and they decided to just go and take over a highway and so that's why i mentioned in my article that they brought melbourne to a standstill because that's what they did they brought the entire city of melbourne which is a huge city you know millions of people live in melbourne massive massive city and that's what has occurred they've completely shut down everything and every time the police you see that video mate they scared off to police cars like chasing them and everything (laughs) you know they were doing u-turns running away oh yeah they're like we're gonna get our car kicked in and smashed yeah Yeah. (laughs) let's get out of here (laughs) that was yeah but you know what this these people which there you go these people were just sick of they were just sick of um being funneled through the city they were walking around for like three hours just back up and down and up and forth not being able to go anywhere because the cops had pretty much just blocked them in so they said you know what we're just going to walk to the highway and then when the the police cars tried to stop them they just scared them off because they they were done with it and then they just went onto the highway Mm. and for people to say that these people aren't tradies they were driving their own trucks and stuff onto the highway there's people hanging off the side of their trucks you know yeah but it was unbelievable to see I, I remember when the media, they were saying, and even fucking Bill Shorten was up there going, oh, yeah, they just, they've got ring-ins. Yeah, they're not even not even actual construction workers or tradies. They're just, they're just idiots that have gone out and gotten a high-vis shirt from a cheapie shop and put it on. That's what he was saying. I'm like, how would you even know that, mate? You're an idiot. Like, why would you even bother saying that and trying to trying to make out like they're not even trade? Like, what, how, what an insult, you know, from a, someone who's apparently a, a, you know, a labor man, a union man himself, but... Anyway, little Mr. Man Titties Bill Shorten. Yeah. But this whole thing reminded and me And people believed it. People believed they did. it though. Yeah. On Twitter. On Twitter and Facebook and everything, mate. Everyone were putting up stuff. Fake tradies. They spotted 
um, that Karen from Bunnings there. So now she's the the poster girl of the fake tradies. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like when there was a so many. If you watch the video, they're in CMFEU jumpers and hoodies. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 people saying, "Look how clean the high vis was." It doesn't what do you matter. mean? Look how hot. What do you mean? Look how clean the high vis was. Go Google any CMFEU rally. Just go Google it in images. And look at some of those images of other CMFEU rallies, bigger ones, and tell me if you see a dirty high-vis there. Who's going to go out in a dirty high-vis? Who wears high-vis all the time? You know what I mean? It's mm. Who doesn't do their washing? Some of these people on, on Twitter, and you'd look at them that were criticizing this this type of thing, big personalities, these are people that haven't picked up a tool in their life. Yep. They wouldn't know what the hell. They've never stepped onto a site in their life. They've never got their hands dirty. Yep, exactly. So they're, they're there saying these are fake tradies and fake hivers. They don't have a clue. No. And, and they're someone, being uh, pushed by Bill Shorten and all these figures, mate. For someone who, who I, I wear hivers every day, and there are some days I'll get home and it's not dirty. It looks clean because I just didn't get it dirty that day anyway. You know, like it's, it's neither here nor there. It's just more stupid things oh it's not even dirty shut up idiot like oh so many fucking who's, morons out there. who's the conspiracies yeah who's yeah. the conspiracy theorist now <laughs> yeah, mate? absolutely but i just wanted to backtrack a little bit when you mentioned that the there was footage of that tradie who was coming out saying you know sorry but to the other industries you know we 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 hate that we've left it until now to speak up, you know, because now it's affecting us, you know. Um, it reminded me, and whether people want to believe it or not, or I don't care about your stance on, on the whole, uh, you know, Holocaust, all that sort of bullshit stuff, but there was a there was a famous quote, whether or not it was even written by this person or whatever, but it, it's, it, it rang true to me and it reminded me of it when it says, first they came for the socialists and I did not speak out because I was not a socialist. Then they came for the trade unionists, <laughs> trade unionists, and I did not speak out because I was not a trade unionist. Then they came for the Jews and I did not speak out because I was not a Jew. Then they came for me and there was no one left to speak for me. You know, that was a, a Nimola was, um, or Nimola or Nimola was the, the pers- person who uh, was Pastor Martin Niemöller, who apparently wrote that in uh, 1936 or 1934 or something. Um, but yes, yeah, so that was sort of pre-World War II. Apparently that, that quote was taken. But it just reminded me, because it's, fam- it's a very famous quote, but obviously you know, it has a lot of deep meaning in that, you know, when people aren't speaking up for other people because they're not with them. You know what I mean? That's, that's kind of what it came down to. And then when they realized, you know, shit, this is now affecting us. We, sh- we, we were speaking out. And that guy realized that. He's like, Damn it, I should have been speaking out much earlier. And that's kind of part of the problem too, mate. Because, and I wanted to address that as well, because if only, if only these workers and all this this stuff happened t- you know, 12 months ago, maybe, maybe 30 days into the lockdown bullshit or maybe only two months or three months into the lockdown bullshit that, that you know, Victoria or Melbourne now holds the record as the most lockdown um, um part of the world they hold the record for the longest lockdown now um you know if only they did that much much earlier and they all banded together they it wouldn't it wouldn't have happened they would have gotten out of it you know what i mean that they've left i i do feel that they've kind of left it too late because we know where the government uh we know what they're where they're you know they've laid their cards on the table we've we've seen their move they've played their cards um and they're not going anywhere they are they're doubling down you know what i mean they're putting like you said even more um police and whether they're actually police or not we've seen some 
uh, odd badges that some of these guys are wearing with the little Predator logo, but I kind of chalked that up to basically them. That's They probably had specialized training with a specialized company, and then they've given them a, a, a patch to put on you know, to say that they've received particular training or whatnot. Um, like you said, now anti-terrorism groups are just grabbing protesters and hauling them off in, in their unmarked cars and stuff. You know, like they've, they've doubled down. And, and again, this is because I believe that Victoria, Melbourne in particular, is part of this Soros-funded fucking strong cities network, you know, this UN-driven agenda. Um, but I just sort of, yeah, I wanted to kind of tie, tie that sort of part into it too with people leaving a little bit too late to speak up because they weren't with that particular group, you know what I mean? And and now that there's no one left to speak up for them, you know what I mean? That's kind of how they've, kind of how it's gotten to. It's kind of gotten to that point when it shouldn't have. It shouldn't have gone that far. We needed people to realize earlier. It has. Yeah. It has, General. And unfortunately, this is the result of uh, so much social engineering and, and media propaganda and everything that, you know, educational system and everything that we've spoken about to this point, you know, 9-11 fear mongering, pretty much everything has just warped the minds of, of the modern people. And I'm not talking about the MPC sort of people that just uh, just follow anything. I'm talking about people that if you really just show them in a, in, a, in a logical argument or show them a piece of evidence, they'd be like, yeah, that makes a little bit of sense. And, you know, just average people that can think for themselves. These people are uh, unable to identify these types of things because they've been so uh, they've been so foreign in, in modern history, in modern recent times where we've been talking about how this system's been building. They didn't realise that. So when this this comes, unfortunately, you know, they, a lot of people didn't take action early and and now we're seeing that melbourne and sydney it seems like you know two states or two locations key locations in this country are you know fallen to this massive tyranny that is just this foreign sort of mercenary model that we're seeing and, it, and it's crazy and unfortunately all throughout history it, it doesn't really Nothing really happens until it affects people. As you said, even back to the 30s with those types of quotes, it, this is just seems to be the pattern of, of how humans go about things. You know, there's 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 been no era where, and I hope that this will change, if we come out of this brave new world order system somehow, that there'll be intense focus on educating future generations to identify and prevent this it seems like that's never happened people have just beaten tyranny and got on with things and tyranny's just resurfaced again mm. you know the people aren't identifying it it's the 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 will to be you know take over and be powerful is in some of these people it's it's somewhat in some people's human nature and it's always going to be so we need to identify these things but unfortunately people didn't at the start but things are you know starting to to turn around you know websites growing you know numbers are exploding everywhere for alternative yeah, media time. and actions actions like this mate uh they show to um the world especially the media coverage that they are lying you know this is almost a tipping point where people are looking at the news going hang on a minute now this really doesn't make sense maybe these people are, are onto something and we're almost at that tipping point and as we said last show we're an example for the world. So hopefully other countries that are out there won't have to go through this stuff because they've identified it in Australia. So there is a positive and there's negatives, but altogether it's just a crazy time here in this country, mate. Yeah, and I just wanted to point out, so this is quite paradoxically put because the little 
um, logos, you know, it's set for the Strong Cities Network. I go to strongcitiesnetwork.org. It says, the Strong Cities Network is the first global network of cities working together to build cohesion and resilience to prevent violent extremism. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're there causing it. it. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's so, it, what a paradox. I mean, they are the ones literally trying to, they're pushing people to this, in a sense, extremism. Um, and I don't mean that they're extremists in a sense that, you know, they're, they're you know, throwing Molotov cocktails through windows and burning cities down, but um, extreme in the fact that they're protesting for their own freedom because that's now seen as an extremist act in this country, apparently, um, according to the mainstream media, which yeah. um, you, know, you sort of mentioned before, that their role in all of this and, and warping the minds of the public to see um, the people that are fighting for their own freedoms uh, as this particular uh, extremist force, you know what I mean? And uh, look at the reports yeah. that happened, you know, in the in the follow-up to things like um, Real Rukshan's um, video footage that he was putting out as well. Yeah, you know, he was um, he was basically going around, you know, asking these guys, "Are you, are you a Nazi? Are you are you an extremist? Are you a right-wing extremist?" Um, you know, <laughs> I, I was told that there were Nazis here, and you know. And they're all like, nah, man, we're just workers. We want, we're trying to provide for our families. We want our jobs. But, you know, that's, he's like, and he's going around all day filming, you know, 90-odd thousand people watching his stream opposed to, you know, the, the mainstream media's a few hundred that they had or whatever. Um, and, and he couldn't find any. Couldn't find any extremists, uh, Ethan. So I'm not sure what was happening there. Apparently they were everywhere. But uh, real ruction couldn't seem to find any on the ground. <laughs> during those protests might just do a quick uh, shout out andy uh, has now joined uh, the podcast thanks for getting on board mate we've just been doing a bit of a recap over the last i guess uh, 10 days worth of uh, events with regards to the rallies the protests and everything happening of course in melbourne the spotlight is on melbourne andy uh, how are you man thanks for coming on in the show we'll get we'll bring you in just now hey brother i'm good thank you good to have you mate how you been it's all right Sorry, sorry, I'm a bit. I've been really good, really pumped this weekend. I've been, I've been, um, I've been with like seventy other brothers in a warrior training course. <laughs> big endo, big and strong. <laughs> You're a fucking legend. I tell you what. around in mud, <laughs> climbing fucking mountains and having ice baths and sitting in two degree water been awesome i've got i haven't got much voice i love it he is an absolute warrior he is you're like an australian ninja warrior that's what you are mate <laughs> <laughs> three days yeah three days of it man it's full on well there we go maybe we found one ethan we yeah. found one of our extremists <laughs> 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 I am an extremist. They're looking for me. Oh. I'm down near the New South Wales border. I'm looking across the border. Oh, are you in? Are you in range? Are you? are you in range of that? Are you? I've just come into range. Just oh no, I was out of range. I've just come back, heading back close. I'm near Narang now. Oh, okay. Yep. Wow, oh, that's awesome, man. That's, that's... four-wheel drive. That sounds like you had a, oh, a pretty massive last couple of days. When I when I thought, or when you said you were doing some training thing, I, I thought maybe like, you know, when your boss or whatever, or whatever or company sends you off to do a training course or something. That's what I, I thought you meant. I didn't mean like you were doing, you know, oh. tough mutter or something. Uh, you know, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, no, the train. No, that's so 2010 now, man. Now it's about warrior train. <laughs> oh, I love you so much, Ando. You're a fucking legend. Oh, <laughs> Thanks, I love brother. it. I he's, love you too. he's preparing. Oh, he is preparing. Oh, I love it. Oh, I am prepping. I'm a oh, you know what? It was so good. We spent like three days with absolute legend brothers all on the same page. We're all just, you know, like, you know, rolling around, like, like, like mudding ourselves and getting in the dirt, you know, running up hills and, you know, like, it was great. That's awesome. Good. That's so, so good. good. So good on you, man. That's great. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sounds like you have got the testosterone raging through your bloodstream right now. Um, man, they, could, have, they, they could have... It was they, all men. They could have used you down in Melbourne, I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you what, if I was in Melbourne, I'd be down there smashing the shit through through those police barricades. <laughs> I'd be right up there with the brothers. Oh, so good. I fucking love man, it. Man, I would be holding... Well, you're an absolute inspiration, Ando. Good on you, man. You'll have to um, send me an email or something of um, you know, the mob that you signed up to do this in case anyone else actually is interested in doing something similar because that sounds awesome. Um, yeah, I think a lot of a lot of our listeners would probably actually enjoy that. And it sounds like they're going to be doing it with a lot of like-minded people as well. So, yeah, definitely definitely put give us the info for that, mate, and we'll, we'll, we'll add that to the show notes as well for people to check out. That sounds fantastic. Yeah, I I definitely will. I definitely will. And I'm so, so sorry. I'm a little bit late, but I was just, I was right out of range. And nah, uh, I've just good, come into a little bit of reception. That's so, all good. Uh, We've been going for about 40 odd minutes, but we basically just been recapping, you know, like I said uh, just before, we, we've, we started from about 10 days ago when, and, well, I'll just do it very quickly. Uh, Dictator Dan gets up, tells the, the Victorians that they have to have a jab in order to go back to construction sites the following uh, Friday morning. It gave them like a week's notice. And then we talked about how they uh, we had a rally and then the next day workers were, oh, sorry, the day after workers took to the streets to have their lunch on the streets and the next day was the, the nationwide rallies. Then after that, it was the CMFEU, people going down there trying to get the union to back the workers and, and stand up for them, you know. Uh, and then from there onwards, every day, every day, every day, when these guys are back on the streets, you know, just giving it to them and saying we're going to come back here every day and stand up for what's right and our and you know demand uh, our right to choose and our freedom and our bodily autonomy. That's what these guys are fighting for, and uh, we've basically just been sort of recapping it, mate. And now we're kind of up to the point now, uh, Ethan, where you know we had the protesters, you know, heading to the Shrine of Remembrance on what was it the twenty was that the twenty second. Um, Yep. Yep, that was about where we're up so to this, now. I'll let you talk about that one, mate. Yeah, so at this point, we were just mentioning before about extremism and stuff. Things radically changed from that day that we were just talking about, the 21st, where they shut down the city and police wanted nothing to do with them, to the 22nd, now there's counter-terrorism police all over the streets. And this was uh, a huge day, a huge day where... Uh, protesters were once again funneled through the city. They were blocked at every turn. As soon as they got to the city, police just started firing on them. They weren't messing around. That's where you see rubber bullets, uh, the video. tear gas. Yep. Yeah, 
all of that they just started and that's where you see now footage coming out you know those people jumping off the bear cat and running at old those two blokes on the ground and just 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 wailing into them just tell the listeners a big knee any anyone overseas ethan tell um the, the overseas listeners what a bear cat is yeah, so they should know what a bear cat is. It comes from overseas, um, <laughs> but a bear cat essentially, you know, a high militarized uh, vehicle that um, sort of is a, it looks like a, a miniature tank, but it's all sophisticated and has sort of a range of things on it, including um, signal disruptors on That's a big right. uh, disc that sort of sits on there. So they all come through. It's all armored up. Yep. Oh, um, you're forgetting the United States. It does, but so you're forgetting the most it. important thing, Ethan. It, it's it's a rescue vehicle. <laughs> That's what it says on it. It's got rescue written on it. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Did you notice that? It has rescue written on the Bearcat. No, like it's, yeah, as if it's for fucking rescue. Seriously. That is an absolute attack vehicle. You know, <laughs> sorry. I had to say that. Sorry. <laughs> well, they're more, more inversion of the language, mate. We oh, talk absolutely. About that a lot. <laughs> but yeah, so these are uh, rescuers, um, just like lifeguards <laughs> are coming out uh, to save us from the uh, invisible demon. And if you're not wearing your face snappy or if you haven't had uh, your magic potion, mate, that makes the demons go away, uh, you're in a bit of trouble. And it counter-terrorism police were all over the streets and so people were just moving through the city and, and everywhere they were going, they were just getting funneled. And so they were they just went uh, through the uh, parklands there and, and went up to the Shrine of Remembrance, which, you know, I, I sort of knew from the start that this was going to be a very symbolic thing if police did do anything there and it was pretty good for most of the day i thought that this was actually going to end peacefully um i put up a video on the tott news facebook page um, a protester um, was there talking about why they were there saying we didn't want to come here we know that this is disrespectful it didn't have a good reaction last year when freedom protesters come here so we didn't want to come here and do the same thing and they were forced there. And so they're forced there to now reach out to the ancestors to uh, fight for their freedoms uh, the same way that they did and call out to them. And so members of the community just sat on the Shrine of Remembrance all day. But, General, the shift was almost over at 5 p.m., and this was something that you noticed every day. Once shift time was out, so these cops were out since 9 a.m., once it started to get around 5 p.m., it's time to go home, General. It's time to it's knockoff time soon, <laughs> so that's when the police started getting a bit angsty. That's when they just kept moving in. They told the protesters to head down St Kilda Road. You have free access to go out there. But many people that were in the audience believed that that was a trap. Believed that there was more police out on St Kilda Road, and all they said was, "We want to walk through the middle where we came from with dignity." And the police wouldn't give that to them said that there was too much equipment and everything down the way that they come out which was a bit more suspicious and so when they refused all all eruption broke loose mate and and that's when the police fired on uh, unarmed citizens on the shrine of remembrance which was constructed to remember our uh, wartime heroes that fought for freedoms during times of conflict and here we are we see a totalitarian a militarized counter-terror squad uh, being rolled out to uh, dismember to to discatter, you know, these protesters, mm. and they fired on them. They with all these rubber bullets and and pellets and all this type of stuff. People were letting off flares, and then they chased them out of the park, mate, and chased them through the city. 
And it was from that moment, you know, the last thing you saw that day, and I'll throw to you to get your thoughts on the day, the last thing that you saw on that day was uh, two special operations groups uh, unit members jump out of an unmarked car and, and put a tradie to the ground, um, you know, just maul him and put him to the ground, which is their specialised militarised wing of the Victorian police. Yeah, yeah. You know, this is their special. So if you look at the counter-terror squad, if you look up, SOG, you'll see that there's there's ones that are in black, there's ones that wear gas masks, and then there's these ones that look like they're from the Australian military. Yeah, you know, they're khaki, from military. Wearing the khaki uniforms. Exactly, and this these ones didn't have flags on them. They didn't have logos on them. If you watch the video, it's just plain. And if you look at the photos of their squad, they don't have any of that stuff on. Mm. It's a private force by the looks of it. And so that was the last thing we saw that day. And so from yesterday, General, where thousands marched through the city, shut it to a standstill, police didn't want anything to do with them because of the last few days that they've seen all going back up to the weekend, now things have changed. Now counter-terror is in. And that just confirms, mate, that Australians that question these lockdowns are officially the new terrorists, which we've predicted for many years now. Yes, that's and that's where we're at with this now. We're seen as the terrorists. Um, I thought, I actually thought, yeah, I, I thought it was a good idea that they actually went to the Shrine of Remembrance and stuff because that's what it was all about. It was about fighting for freedom. You know, that's what our, our, so our forefathers you did. They fought in the wars and, you know, fighting against, fighting against oppression, fighting against, you know, communist states and all this sort of stuff. You know, this is what we're fighting against. And yet, that's what we have right here, right now, in this country. So, what 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 better place to go, you know, than to try and make the police stand there in front of these shrines? And surely, they've even got relatives that probably, you know, were had fought in the wars or whatnot, or had, you know, great grandfathers, or you know, even in the Vietnam War, grandfathers and stuff. Um, you know, so what better place to to take that rally to sit there to stand there? You know, to be there with each other side by side, stand there for freedom. Um, but sadly, uh, I mean, I even my brother-in-law. I'm going to call him out on this. To be honest, um, him and his missus—they're they're both in the ADF. They—they're in the air. They're in the Air Force, working in, uh, as ground staff. One's a nurse, and he's a—he's uh, you know, a loader for military planes or something. Uh, he gets on, my brother-in-law gets on social media and starts calling these people dogs and, uh, you know, saying that, you know, they're, they're a disgrace to the shrine and get off the shrine and all this sort of stuff. I, I, I immediately just unfriended him on social media and I couldn't believe that this, he, they just, people just have no mm. idea what these people were actually doing there. You know, this shrine isn't just for people like yourself in the military, mate. You know, this is for the whole country. This is for all of us. Um, mm. and that's what they were there to stand for, for freedom. You know, it's just insane. And you're right, mate. How crazy. How crazy was the response that we saw that after these events happened? Yeah. Unarmed Australian citizens just wanting to go for a protest, which is their fundamental right. Yes. They were cornered to the Shrine of Remembrance and then fired upon while they were on the shrine. Yep. And yep. the reaction from the public was these people are disrespectful, these people were, you know, the, the amount of people that, you know, were on social media, you know, on my pages and stuff, you know, just going off about this stuff, normies coming in, you know, and just arguments and chewing about this stuff was just phenomenal. 
and the media hyped it up, mate. They said that the people desecrated the shrine, that they urinated all yeah, over it, they left shit. rubbish everywhere. Yeah. When the photos show the that police it was horse. the police horse <laughs> urinating everywhere, like yeah. there's photos of that. Yep. And what we saw on the live streams all day was protesters picking up rubbish, putting them in, in plastic bags, big black bags, and the only rubbish that was still there was the rubbish that was there that they left when they were fired upon and had to run off. That's they right. They don't have time to pick up their rubbish. Yeah. So this notion that they went there to desecrate it, that it was intentional that they went there, they sought out this location to make a statement, this is the media at work, and this is why they will be just as accountable as anyone else for anything that happens in this part of Australian history because they fed this stuff. And the reaction from people, as you said, mate, even from people like your own brother, was to brother come out yeah. and to say, or brother-in-law, yeah, yep. was to was to come out and say, you know, look at these people, they're disrespectful. They got the head of the RSL on, mate, to to come in. You know, he's the CEO of that grounds. Oh, like right. that tells you all you need to know. They've got a CEO, mm. the RSL, and said that this was a disgrace. This is the same RSL that fenced people out on Anzac Day. So where's that's the, right? Where's yeah, the, during uh, the pandemic, so where's the pandemic? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly. right. Exactly. Where's the integrity there? And all it took was just one figure like that, and all you saw was people online posting their grandfather's medals and all this stuff. Oh, my grandfather didn't die for this and stuff. It's like mm. you don't know which. I'm sure your grandfather would be absolutely appalled at what his country's become. Absolutely. That you're doing this to people that. You know, because you're scared of a virus with a 98.4% survival rate in this country, and predominantly most of them are for elderly. Take them out, and it's even higher. Correct. And you're hiding in your house for that? You think that they would be proud of that? I'm glad you brought up the reaction, mate, because I wanted to have just that little rant there. Because mm. if this doesn't show people that there's a portion, a large portion of this country that are not the same as you, don't think the same as you, don't have the capability to see this type of stuff then, you know, I don't know what can because that's exactly what we're seeing. These people have a disillusion of reality. And for anyone to think that these people are disrespecting freedom while they're fighting, you know, a freedom shrine, a shrine that's dedicated for freedom while they're fighting for freedom, I think that's a bit backwards, mate. Yeah, exactly. I might cross over to Andy. Andy, did you get a chance to have a look at any of this in the week leading up to today's episode? Of course, that's when all hell has broken loose in this country especially and of course in victoria um did you get a chance to catch any of this on the news throughout the week did you you have you um had your finger on the pulse did you see some of this stuff happening in Melbourne? yeah i did i did i was all over the um you know the uh, protest at the shrine of remembrance yeah and um i saw that disgraceful um almost like five or six cops with um like guns, rubber bullet guns, like, you know, almost like a firing squad position, mm, like just yep. taking aim and indiscriminately shooting into the crowd that were running by, running away from them, for God's sake. So they must have been shooting them in the back. Yeah, yeah exactly. that was the worst. That was the worst. Gunning them Absolutely down like rabid dogs, you know. You know, is that is that actually policing? It's, um... An absolute disgrace. Australia really, really has, you know, with this kind of behaviour, fallen. And then, of course, the just like Ethan, Ethan just said, then like, then the media agencies like pick and choose certain footage, 
I mean, I haven't got a TV like you guys know, but like, I can only assume from the reaction from the normies out there that when they watch the the news at night time post that event, they must have seen a carefully edited and scripted account of the day's events with people, you know, disgracing the Shrine of Remembrance and, you know, like, like kicking over statues or, or spray painting or, or leaving rubbish everywhere or something like that. It's far from what I saw on the lives from, like, you know, the real Ruxian and, and guys like that who were on the spot filming the thing, you know, and mm. giving, a, like, a true account of what happened. But it's an absolute disgrace, an absolute bloody disgrace. And uh, that's the last thing I was... Uh, I'm, not, I'm not up to what happened yesterday on Saturday, but... Um, yeah, we'll we'll get Ethan to cover that shortly. Um, but even after that, because yeah. that was on um, the Wednesday, I think, wasn't it, uh, Ethan? And it was the the Thursday and the Friday, which we'll move on to next. Um, that I we started to have <laughs> started to have a lot more questions coming up about what was really going on because shit did not add up uh, in the days just after that. Um, what did we see? Well, yeah. we didn't see a lot because there was media blackouts. There was social media blackouts. There were there is footage, and I've um, I've shared a bit of. I can't remember if it was. I think it's actually possibly on your. Oh, is it on your article as well? I think it is. Let me just. I'm just scrolling now. I, yeah, it is. So you've put it up, and I, I watched this with Danielle as well. You can see, <laughs> you can see. The live feed of the the independent journalist, Real Rukshan, he's he's got his you know, live feed with like about sixty thousand people streaming his feed. There is a uh, an anti comment from someone named Emma Fleming that says, "Go home. Nobody cares. You aren't any more special than any other industry." And all the people replying to that comment in real time are having their comments deleted from this guy's account. And this guy isn't deleting these comments, as we probably know. Um, and uh, we'll get onto that in a minute as to why that probably has happened. Um, speculation, perhaps, but I think we are seeing the first instance of the use of recent legislation being passed, and we'll get to that in a minute. But you've put up that uh, a really good article, and I, this this is right up on my alley. You know, I love to to theorize and to hypothesize and to theory, you know, do all this sort of shit. I fucking love this stuff. Uh, so September twenty third, you've put up this article: blackout conspiracy. What happened in Melbourne today? And it is, of course, an opinion piece by yourself, which is pretty much all I like to put up on my website. But um, that is the difference, I guess, between yourself and, and me. We are we're not exactly the same. We do things differently, uh, but I love it when you put up these sort of things because this gets me going. This gets the juices flowing. Um, I'm just going to read a, a little bit of it before I let you take over. Uh, just the first section I'm going to read out for the listeners here. Uh, apparently, there were 90 people arrested, yet there were no live streams at all. Things were eerily quiet in the midst of Melbourne's week of protests today. Again, this was on September 23rd, so that's about three days ago. Many many media personalities are claiming that nothing occurred today. The protesters were simply scared off. Yet, on the other hand, reports circulated all day of disruptions, censorship, and more. Some protesters claimed 
it was in fact a, uh, a rest day. A long and strenuous walk, uh, walking this week. Sorry, after long and strenuous walking this week, and there was definitely a lot of strenuous walking, of course. But as we know, the protesters were chanting every day, every day. Call me crazy, but something just doesn't add up about today. Here are a few red flags that emerged today that Australia, sorry, that had Australia talking today. Uh, and a quote there before we move on to the first red flag. The role of the media is to address public opinion, not create or manipulate it. If people have concerns, let them be heard. Right, Ethan, I'm going to hand it over to you here, mate. So let's go through these red flags. And I don't mind how in-depth you want to go because this is important stuff. Okay, so take it away with number one there. Yeah, thanks, General. So we just ended the, the last day. Last thing we saw were those counter-terrorism uh, special operations yep. guys getting out on the ground and then wake up on uh, the 23rd, three days ago, and things were eerily uh, quiet in Melbourne. There was no stream. The the real Rakshan, this uh, character that you know, you've been mentioning in this podcast, he was nowhere to be seen uh, with a live stream. Uh, Avi Yamini, who was also a character on the ground there, he was nowhere to be seen. And a lot of people were getting very... Uh, you know, suspicious about this. And they were getting suspicious because right um, the day before in the afternoon, like right in the night time, there was discussions about a media blackout of aerial footage and live time live streaming. And this is for the official mainstream media. Mm. So this is where the first red flag comes in because all of a sudden, why can't we see anything? People are asking questions. They're sending tweets. They're sending messages. Why can't we see anything? Why? Where's the news? Why can't we see anything that's happening? The uh, the independent media was nowhere to be seen. Well, where's the mainstream media then? They're nowhere to be seen as well. And this is because in the late afternoon, Victoria Police actually banned, they put a ban in place for media organisations taking aerial footage of protests. Um, and a lot of people said that this was a major blow to the freedom of the press that's going on. Isn't that funny? Now, let me just inter interject there. I know we've only just covered a tiny little bit, but how does the the Victorian police have the power to completely ban, you know, all aerial uh, footage, as in like a, a, a Channel 9 news chopper, you know what I mean? They've, got, they've somehow got the power to just ground them and say, you can't be here in the air taking aerial footage. Where do they get off doing that? You know what I mean? Where, since when do they have this power? I'd like to know. Um, yeah, continue. Exactly. Continue on. Yeah, no, it's, it's a great question. And a lot of media personalities were asking this as well because they don't have the power to do so. They were just saying, we're putting a ban on it. If you try to do this, uh, you're going to be in trouble. The same way they do with the mask mandates and all this stuff they're doing now, these things aren't actually law. They're not in legislation. Correct. They're not written up. They are just thugs and bullies saying, no, we run this stuff. We're the men with the guns. Um, and if you try to do it, um, there's going to be problems. Now, this I think that this was, and what I'm, I get into here in the red flag, was I think that this was actually to stall the media for this day specifically. And a lot of things sort of unraveled. So the media 
they were very upset about this. They would have to apply to the police force to be oh, permitted to fly the helicopters. MSM. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I loved it. I thought that this was you yeah. know, good until more red flags come up. You yeah. know, I was like, good, get it, get it into you, you know, your crybabies. Yeah, exactly. But um, oh, now your rights are being taken away. Oh, yeah, um, how does but... it feel? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we saw that um, what happened was there was... You know, even like the, I've left a comment from the head of Channel 9. He said that, you know, we're not in a police state. This is very unprecedented and it's very uncomfortable, the decision that's been made. We need to cover protests. We live in an open, free society. We're a democracy. We allow these basic freedoms to disappear now. What comes next? So that was a quote by him. <laughs> where, where has this guy been living the last 18 months? Seriously. His head is up his ass. Everything he just said there does not exist in the state he lives in. <laughs> Only when it affects them yeah. does it uh, start to become a problem, the removal of rights and, yeah. and freedom so, of the press and all these things. As soon as I saw that when you wrote that, I just it reminded me of that scene in Back to the Future where Biff grabs Marty. He's like, hello, hello, McFly, think, McFly, think. You know, he's like knocking him on the head, you know, like... <laughs> Um, hello, where have you been listening? You've, where have you been living, you idiot? Anyway, sorry, Mike, <laughs> go on. Yeah. <laughs> Ding dong. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they were all um, upset. Um, a, I've put a little screenshot there at, at 10 o'clock in the morning when the protests were supposed to start. Um, there was not a lot of people to be seen around, but a Channel 9 security guard was detained by police for trying uh, to enter into the area. A 9 security officer trying to get to the CMFEU uh, officers and he was it says there he was slammed to the ground and held face down by four officers which is a little photo of there mm -hmm. and then it just continues i put a few other quotes um you know Mark, mike amor from channel seven you know talks about how he's been all over the world he's never seen anything like this and then the media took action so tv networks began court proceedings that morning against uh, the request from the Victoria Police to ban live footage. So the media was in court on the 23rd fighting all day against this ban and these restrictions that were put on. And right at the end of the day, the air traffic was to resume over Melbourne CVD following the flight ban. Everything was good again, General. Mm. And the the live coverage can now be broadcast again. They were saying that they wanted to have a provision, the Victorian police, where, yes, you can live stream, but it has to be delayed by one hour because you're giving the protesters specific details about police routes and police tactics, and that's harmful to us. So they wanted it delayed by an hour. It's not, but not, all of live, this was... not live stream then, is it, mate? If it's an hour behind, come uh, on. Exactly. Mm. So this was... Thankfully, the the court um, overturned this. They said no, that this you know this doesn't stand. You can't block the press like this. But the interesting thing, mate, was while this was all happening, you know the 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 court they were in court all day. The mm. the media organisations were in court, and these were the ones that are flying over with helicopters and really have that sort of sophisticated technology. So if Rakshan or Avi or any of these other protest personalities that you see on Facebook and whatnot that are live streaming, if they're not there on the ground and the media's not there, then what, what's going on? What's really going on? And so people's uh, imaginations were running wild. The mainstream media didn't have any, barely any coverage from that day, you know, just stuff that they went out and filmed with their cameras 
but the funny thing was is everyone was just chilling in the middle of the city nothing you know seemed to be occurring apparently mm. but the next thing that was happening it was it was it was asking yourself okay so if the media aren't going to be there where are all the independent media personalities where are people on the ground that are streaming what is happening and i put a little bit of evidence there to show you that um, a few live streams and this was something that i was experiencing people were commenting on the page streaming was not working things were being deleted um got a tweet there from james newbury um on twitter there he was saying you know i don't want to fuel conspiracy theories but the two streamers i was watching have their content not available at the moment on their pages mm-hmm. and then there's a video from another man who was on the ground in melbourne saying his facebook page was deleted and a lot of people saying we can't stream there's there's lots of problems general in the area we can't get on we're being blocked and we talked before you know i'm starting to put these pieces together counterintelligence are on the ground they're treating these people as terrorists i remember at the g20 summit in brisbane in 2014 when you would catch the train or go anywhere near uh, the convention center where the leaders were meeting they your entire phone signal would block out you had no reception so they, I knew that these types of techniques are in place, that they have blockers, they can disrupt these types of things. And if the media are in, are in court all day, what's really going on? And so people are, are really starting to ask questions then, you know, because, and I say this in the article, even if one person showed up and got arrested, mate, it's, it's the duty of the media to be there, to see that, you know, their brains aren't getting bashed in, that yep. this thug police force are being held accountable this is what they need to do and so right from the start there there was streaming issues did you have any problems general uh, with streaming issues on that day or trying to find content from either independent or the mainstream yeah i was just trying to look for um some footage from russia i actually had a busy day at work but when i was sitting down i took a moment to have a bite to eat and stuff and i thought i'll jump on i'll see what's happening today and like oh i can't i can't see anything like it, it was the other days it was like as soon as i went to like my socials or facebook or whatever it was like the first thing that would come up would be someone sharing the links from the streamers and stuff uh and on thursday and, and even on friday it was like um there was like hardly anything i'm like going what's going on here it was like it was all old footage it was stuff that had happened the previous day or the day before that or you know there's only a photo or two or a, a weird video from a few seconds from people i hadn't seen or heard of before there was nothing live no lives it was odd and i was like oh, okay i didn't at the time i didn't even consider that that they were doing this blackout and you know doing it on purpose i just thought it was just a bit strange and i was i was a bit distracted with work so i didn't get a chance to look into it any further at the time unfortunately yeah, but as you mentioned, mate, the, and that's that's sort of the mentality everyone had. It's like this is the most newsworthy thing in the world right now. Yeah, you you couldn't you couldn't log on Facebook without seeing a stream Correct. or seeing a video or seeing a post or Twitter or anywhere like this without seeing something that was going on. Just a live stream. They were going all day. You know, seven, eight, nine hour streams. People would just tune in all day, and so mysteriously and that's why i said things were very eerily quiet in melbourne today because a lot of people are very suspicious they know in the open that the media is in court they know from themselves that they can't find anything and there's these reports that streams that do try to stream are being taken down and so you put two and two together and that uh, starts to spell some red flags there and so i thought to myself well let's take a look let's take a look at what's happening in the area let's take a look at 
what the signals are experiencing. And, and this was very early on, right? So uh, everyone was to meet at 10 a.m. every day. I hadn't seen anything until, you know, 11, 11.30. It's starting to get a bit suspicious now. So I looked up the maps while everyone was, was chatting about this thing, and I've left screenshots on this article for people to see. Almost every, pretty much every major provider had outages in the area on uh, September 23rd. Telstra says there's problems at Telstra, and you can see there's a map all around yep. the CBD, some of the outer suburbs there, prime locations where these people are going to be meeting. Vodafone on their website said they had a total blackout in Melbourne, which I looked at this at 11.30, and it said it was an hour ago, so that means 10.30 there was just a total blackout, you know, right around the same time the protesters are about to start. Optus they were also out, and I even seen that there were specific postcodes, you know, 3001, 3000, 3030, all of these inner suburbs that yep. were also experiencing outages. Yep. So put all of these things together, mate. You know, all of the signals are just mysteriously down. Let's not forget that there was an earthquake earlier that day as well. Oh, that's right. I forgot to mention the earthquake as well. Yeah, we experienced a six, I think it was like a 6.0 uh, earthquake uh, in northern northern parts or not right in Melbourne. It was it was outside of Melbourne. It was in, in Greater Victoria somewhere. But yeah, you're right. There was an earthquake too. Yeah, it was either either the day before or this day. I can't remember. But, you know, there was a there was an earthquake happening. So there's lots of mysterious things happening in this area, General. And so... Obviously, there is a what I've titled the blackout conspiracy, uh, which is building. And so people didn't hear anything all day. Um, you know, I put up a couple, you know, I just put this article up saying, well, what's what's happening in Melbourne today? Because it was so hard to find anything that was, was going on. People, especially with the size of how big this has gotten overseas, many people were online sharing videos of the previous day and there was TikTok groups saying, no, this is happening now but it's blacked out, but they were sharing footage from August and stuff. You know, people were just going frantic. And I couldn't find any legitimate footage um, from that day. People were just saying, this is happening this day, this is happening. But when you contact or you go look at the source, it's from years ago or previous days. Mm. So there's a complete blackout. So what's really happening? And that's when we get to the end of the day when the... The reports, the Victorian police say that they have arrested 92 people during that day, yet the uh, mainstream media, the Herald Sun specifically, I put um, you know a, a little post up from them, say that Freedom Friders ran out of steam. They were fizzled away. There was no protest today. Yeah, well, we didn't see any protests, <laughs> but the police said that 92 people were arrested, mate. Seems a bit odd to me. What are your initial thoughts on that sort of emerging at the end of the day? The, the First of all, you know, the Herald Sun and other media organisations, like it says here, what we know so far, protesters today have been almost a non-event with demonstrators a no-show. But they say 92 people were arrested, mate. Does that, does that start to turn... What are your thoughts well, on that it's initial a clear, thing? It's, a, yeah, it's clearly paradoxical there as well. Uh, and just... Uh, FYI, the, the earthquake was actually on Wednesday, the 22nd. Um, but yeah, you're right. So conflicting reports. That sounds to me like the mainstream media is just sort of doing a little bit of damage control for the for the greater 
you know, part of the population to try and, you know, put the lid on the fire and, and to try and put it out a little bit and say, oh, look, yeah, it's quite, it's died down now, you know, not much happening. Uh, anyone who was wondering why you're not seeing live feeds because no one really turned up, you know, and then they kind of, mm. you know, they kind of hide it away in a few tweets uh, or, you know, Sky News might have put out a, or ABC News, sorry, you're right, uh, puts out a little piece saying, uh, oh, there was, you know, one said 62 uh, arrested. One of them said 92 uh, people arrested uh, in the CBD. That's a lot of people for for one day's worth of arrests. And I don't even think that many people were arrested in the in, in the entire lead up um, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the few days leading up to that, to this day. Um, yeah, and that... so that's the that's what that ABC article says. So the ABC article is from the Monday. Yeah, oh, okay, where right. sixty two people, sixty two people were arrested on the Monday, mate. During that massive protest, sixty two people were arrested um, during all of that um, instigation on Monday, the twentieth of September. That's what I contrasted to there. That's right. So they're Sorry, saying yeah. sixty two people. 62 people were arrested on Monday, yet 92 people were arrested today. When apparently no one turned up. Yeah, no one saw it. That's right. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't add up. doesn't make sense. And um, and you are absolutely right to put that in as a red flag as to, you know, massive, another massive question as to uh, what the fuck, what's really going on. Um, Who were these people? You know, like we haven't seen anything on social media about these people saying, you know, I haven't seen any reports of, you know, I got arrested or any videos saying, yeah, I got arrested on this day. I'm not, you know what I mean? Like you'd, you'd think you'd see something, anything to say that this happened on the day. I actually, I kind of, to be honest, I kind of doubt that these arrests actually took place, to be honest, because that to me kind of goes hand in hand with the fact that they said not many people turned up, which then made it easier for, for the cops to arrest people. You know what I mean? But uh, I just don't believe it. I don't think it's true. I think that's. I think that's absolutely fake news. To be honest, that's my opinion. I don't know about Andy. Andy, what do you make of that, mate? That seems a bit. Does that seem odd to you as well? That uh, you've got this this report of ninety two people arrested, yet they're talking about the the you know protests had fizzled out on the same day. What's going on there? Oh, absolutely, absolute bullshit. I call fake news. I mean, we yeah. we we, we yeah. We call fake news. Then well, we'll have to dis- we'll have to well, immediately- agree to disagree there, fellas. Okay. Well, <laughs> well, let's, well, what do you reckon, Ethan? What's what's oh, your? No, no, no. I'm agreeing with you. I'm agreeing with you. So the I'm so the whole with you so the whole premise the whole premise of this piece is saying that the media are covering up the fact that 92 people were arrested and we didn't see 92 people be arrested because they said nobody was there and there was a complete blackout. Oh, okay. Yeah, look, I totally agree, boys. Sorry. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, that's what. Yeah, I, I, I get for of course. So you uh, nobody, you believe nobody showed up then, General, and the media is correct, and there's no, no conspiracy. No, I, I think people showed up, but I just don't think that there were arrests taking place. That's what I reckon. So why would they need to black out um, the entire city then? Uh, I think that was. I, well, this is where I think it was um, a, a good test case for, um, and I think you're going to get to it in the next part of um, this 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 censorship thing that we're talking about here. We'll call it that. Um, I think it was a, this was a, a test run, uh, and it was a good test run. And I think they wanted to use utilize 
the new powers which I alluded to uh, in the lead up to this particular article you've put out there. That's that's why I think it was a bit of a yeah. I think well, they're like, well, we've got the ability to do it. Let's give this a crack now. We'll see if we can do it. And yeah, I think now that they realize they can do it and they can get away with it, um, they'll probably use it in future ones as well. But we'll get to that in a second. That's that's my take. Again, I could be wrong, um, but I still think that um, I just I I struggle to. Anytime they put out numbers, mate, I just I can't like it. There's every every fiber of my being struggles to believe any numbers the mainstream media puts out. So when they sit there and say that 92 people were arrested in the CBD on what they say is a a quiet day and hardly any pro, I don't know. I just don't. I, I can't take their word for it that 92 people were arrested. I, you know, why haven't we heard anything from any of these 92 people on any social media anywhere on all the groups that we follow? Um, it just seems and, odd. And me. that's the thing. And we'll we'll and we'll get into that. You know, the mm. next two days that come out that they were in fact infiltrated and they all revealed that. Um, but yeah, for those people that did, you know, get arrested, or maybe they didn't, you know, we can agree to disagree. As well, they might have. Maybe there were Strange arrests, but I just don't happened. think ninety-two of them were. I just I have a trouble believing that nearly a hundred people were were arrested. I don't know. That's just me. Um, yeah, let's move on though. Let's move well, on. Well, the yeah, well, for those out there that um, still do have questions about this, I'll I will move on because it's pretty much you know if you believe that, then it makes the the piece sort of irrelevant. Um, but, you know, they, in my estimation, they were covering up that protesters once again, because the day before, you know, there was um, people all through the city at the Shrine of Remembrance all getting pelted with bullets and stuff. And the next day, nothing to be seen. Mm-hmm. But what I believe is that protesters did descend upon the city yet again. Yeah. Yet there was a complete yeah. media blackout. And a lot of people were thinking that too. What's happening to these people? What's happening to people that are on the ground that can't get their message out, that can't stream, that can't do anything because they're either being uh, messed with or because the, the phone signals are down? What is happening to these people that are trying to to meet up, which you know we've seen that this is now the, the tactic going forward is to break them up so they can target them in little groups. But what is happening to these people? And so they're running around, um, you know, Joel did a report saying he was running around the city looking for groups. Um, Joel Gilmore, who was, you know, been on Seven News and everything, then using his footage, he was saying he was, you know, running through the city trying to look for other groups, but the police were just chasing them everywhere and it was just a hectic day and they were trying not to give their locations away but try to meet up with other people and it's like, man, lots of this is going on while there's a massive blackout on the city. And so people were... Uh, confused about this. People were saying, well, where's the real Rakshan? Where's all of these independent journalists that were on the ground? Why aren't they they there? Mm. And so at four o'clock in the afternoon, real Rakshan just tweeted probably about a a 15-second shot of the city with no one there. Without him talking behind the camera, he just did a quick uh, little take of the city and just said, I've walked around the CBD and saw mostly groups of police. Nobody here today. So the real Rakshan uh, corroborated um, the media story that protests had completely fizzled out, that no one was there. But this has obviously fueled a lot of conspiracy theories, and that's why I left um, a lot of responses there. You can see, you know, people saying, wear yellow in your next post if you need us to know something, Rashan. Can we get some footage with a voiceover? You know, and just I'm for the record, big police took over your account. <laughs> yeah, just for the record. So every time, if, if people who haven't seen any of his footage, he always 
uh, every now and again he'll put his his face on the camera and he'll often also be talking over his filming. He does it quite a lot too. He'll he'll say what he's doing, where he is, what he's filming. He'll uh, he'll ask questions to people. You know, he's he's very present when he does these reports. And for you, like you just said, there was a a 15 second clip and no talking you know like was this really him yeah um i i'm i'm with those people asking those questions mate yeah and so a lot of people uh were concerned you know why why was it so massive yesterday and then today there's a complete media blackout the mainstream media is in court independent media like rakshan are nowhere to be seen there's a massive blackout on telecommunications and the police say 92 people got arrested while the media is telling you, oh, don't worry about it. No one was there. Shut up. This has got people um, very suspicious. Mm. And a lot of people are starting to refer to, because Rakshan actually re- replied to one of the tweets saying he went to the city at 12 p.m. Yet at 4 p.m. he puts up this 15-second clip saying that nobody is there. And you've got to remember, this is the day after counter-terrorism police chased people out of the city blocked people at train stations, throwing them to the ground. This is when counter-intelligence operatives said, well, we can't beat them physically. This is when we're going to start uh, infiltrating them. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people were uh, suspicious um, of Real Rakshan and his coverage because, as you said, General, he was out all day, all this week, with cameras on, mm-hmm. streaming full stop, talking to people, and then all of a sudden... He was supposedly out there at 12, didn't stream anything, and at 4 p.m. just put up a 15-second clip. Can I, and can I play devil's so, advocate quickly? And so, yeah. Maybe, Absolutely. Maybe he only... I'm just, just trying to think of possibilities here, but maybe he only put that up and no living because he could not get service. He, you know, maybe they've still blacked out, you know, couldn't get on, couldn't log on to his, you know, uh, couldn't get obviously couldn't get service on his phone, so therefore we couldn't stream, you know. And maybe he was just in this particular one spot, and he had some bars pop up on his phone. And went, I'll quickly just do this real quick, you know, and then bang, put that up, and that was it. That's all he was able to actually put up on the day. Maybe we're going to see some more footage come out a little bit later of what he took on the day. I'm not too sure. Have we seen anything yet? I I haven't seen anything come up. But I'm just trying to think of other no. possible explanations. That's all. That's all I could think of, to be honest. Yeah, and it's always good to play devil's advocate general. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people aren't as, um, you know, I've been... I'm I've definitely suspicious, suspicious myself, yeah. ...people since the start, Got to you know, so, keep a cool head, though, sometimes. But <laughs> it, it's always, yeah, it's always good to have a balanced perspective, but you'd think, and I write this in the article, you'd think that someone as vocal and as commentary as Rick Sharm would have addressed this, would have yeah. said, my communications were down, all of this type of stuff happened today. We haven't heard anything. He's still, you know, someone replied in the tweet. I heard that the media is trying to um, outlaw, uh, sorry, the government's trying to outlaw the media. Is this true? And he just said, oh, sounds true. Uh, Sounds lame if it's true. That's all he replied. There was no talk about anything. You know, people were just going off. That doesn't sound like him either. Yeah, and so people were, were bringing up the fact, and this is where the article continues, that in Australia now, and there's, I'll get back to reading these tweets. One person said, I think Victoria Police took over your account pretending to be you, Rakshan. Mm. There's a lot of people um, tweeting that type of stuff. And this is where people started to talk about the fact that Australia's hacking legislation has uh, recently been passed. This is um, 
This is allows them, as we've spoken about on the show, the ability to backdoor in through your phone and to modify, add, or delete data in real time off of your devices if you are a suspected uh, person that is on their list. And so would you have it that footage has also emerged while all of this is going on that uh, Real Rakshan's feed from the day before was, as you mentioned earlier, General, having comments deleted in live time. And you can mm. see the video there on tottnews.com. Again, you know, I'm... I, this was just, I even say in the article, this isn't uh, meant to cause, you know, division or anything like that. I think it's, if something is happening to Rakshan or his account, we, we need to address this. If this is just the police standing there, if the police have compromised or intimidated um, an independent journalist, this is something that we need to address, not putting the criticism out to Rakshan saying he's an agent, et cetera, et cetera, despite what I might personally think of these things. This is what we need to address. We need to find out from the scoping eyes of Big Brother what's happening. And so I put up another video as well from someone talking about, you know, uh, anytime Rakshan's feed was shared, you, you weren't able to like it on other posts. Mm -hmm. And as you said, comments just being deleted in real time. So that was the day before when counterterrorism were on the street. And now nothing to hear from Rakshan all day and this short little video. This was um, the blackout conspiracy general. This is what uh, made people uh, so crazy about that day because, as we've just explained in this episode, it is the craziest thing that's going on in Australia, in the world, and there was a, just a complete blackout even from independent media. And so I, I, I finish it off and I'll throw it back to you to, just to get your final thoughts. I know, you know we have some disagreements in, in all of that type of stuff, but... My whole thing was to uh, just address the fact that this scene has potentially been infiltrated. This is a common thing with uh, counter-terrorism. And it seems over the last few days that this has actually come true. It's been confirmed now that this is the case. And we can talk about the next couple of days um, once we get into it. But just off of the bat, I had an eerie feeling. And the fact that media were in court all day, the fact that streaming was down, no one could stream anything, the fact that the internet was down, and the fact that independent media that were always on the ground there had nothing to say corroborated with the mainstream narrative despite what the Victorian police said. And, you know, they've they've had a history of videos and, and people showing that their accounts might be compromised. If that's not a conspiracy to me, General, then I don't really know what is a conspiracy. I think there's a lot of red flags there to suggest, as we did on Thursday, that because they can't beat them with force, they've gone in uh, in terms of intelligence matters and have, have tried to disrupt and break these types of groups up. And that mm -hmm. seems to be what's happening, in my humble opinion. But I'll throw to you just to, to get your opinion on, on what's what you think about that, despite, you know, we might disagree on whether people were arrested or not. I'm still concerned that people yeah, were, and that's why... Really, not really you know, here nor there, to be honest. Smaller. Yeah. But... You know, in terms of this general uh, notion that counterintelligence has sort of infiltrated the movement, what are your thoughts on, on that? It seems pretty plausible to yeah, me. Yeah, I, I think that's exactly what the case is, to be honest, mate. Um, and like you said, yeah, uh, tw August 25th, you, you put up an article over there, Australia's controversial online hacking legislation has passed, uh, which was otherwise known as the Identify and Disrupt Bill 2021. And it seems to me they have identified a few people, streamers and so forth, and they have disrupted those streamers. 
uh, as part of this legislation. I think they've enacted it, they've put it to good use, and it seems to be that they have done it in, uh, well, like I said, Melbourne, part of the Strong Cities Network, to build cohesion and resilience to prevent violent extremism. That's what they've said. Melbourne is a part of this. What did we see, you know, Bill Shorten and people calling these um, construction workers in the lead-up to this happening? They were calling them extremists and right-wing extremists and neo-Nazis and blah, blah, blah. But they used the word extremists and, you know, extremism is part of that Strong Cities Network. They're trying to quash that. What better way than to use their new powers to do so? And, um, yeah, they've, mm-hmm. they've enacted it. They've put it into play. And uh, that is they have definitely conspired against the population uh, in order to uh, to prevent people knowing the truth. And that's what they've done. Absolutely, mate. Yeah. Um, very good. I, I, again, I it love these sort of articles. Yeah, it does, definitely seems that way to me. Um, when all the, well, all the pieces fit in the puzzle, mate, and the puzzle picture is, is right there for us to see it, mate. Um, you can't really construct a puzzle any other way to get another coherent picture. Um, you know what I mean? So that's that's the picture yeah, that's being painted for me. Very open. You know, yeah, exactly. And I leave it very open as well. You know, I leave. I'm just saying, here's what is happening. You know, you you know, there's some people that are very suspicious still of of people like Rakshan, but you might not even be suspicious of him. You might think that he's been hacked into. You might think that this and that. You know, I've left this piece very open by stating there's a lot of funny business going on and, oh, yeah. and you make your minds up about what's happened on this day. But to me, and especially the fact that, uh, what was it, uh, Friday and Saturday, day five and day six of these protests, the, the crowds were much smaller. They were disrupted. They were, from the moment they posted anything on encrypted services. The police were in those areas. We saw on the 24th, it was first at the, the North Coat uh, shopping plaza where they stalked them all in a park, a mm-hmm. small group that was able to meet up. Mm-hmm. Mysteriously again, Rakshan was, he showed up late. He was sitting in the city all day just saying nothing was going on. He showed up late when all the people had already gone into the park and just was filming police. But thankfully, I was actually able to obtain, and I put this on the Facebook page, before the live stream was deleted, um, you know, they were chased into the park. They were chased out. Uh, the streamer was arrested, you know, by the police. The stream was deleted after that. And so right from there, you know, in the whole time this streamer was walking, he was stating that telegram chats and everything like that have been completely infiltrated. And on that morning, seven different meetup locations were all released. And so uh, Reese. Morgan, who was another streamer that was on the ground uh, covering it, he also said that this is very suspicious, that our groups have been infiltrated, they've been hacked, there's people in here feeding false information to people. Mm. And this is just the words of the people on the ground, you see. But from what I see, now and then yesterday, uh, sorry, on Friday, uh, yeah, no, yesterday, was it? Yeah, it was yesterday they were doing day six, trying to get out for some type of freedom uh, rally as well. And they were cornered on St. Kilda Beach. So any location that they try to go to, the police are there within minutes. They're preventing the crowd. So they've broken them up into smaller crowds. And what we've seen here, mate, is they've descended into what Sydney is like with, you know, the suburbs locked down by military. They can't get into the city to protest. They can't move anywhere because they're all broken up. And this is what's happened. So Mm. if you don't... 
If you want to tell me that this is just a coincidence that on one day there's thousands of people in the street, even at the Shrine of Remembrance, you know, running away, there's still heaps of people. Then there's a blackout where supposedly nothing happened, which Victoria Police said 92 people were arrested. And then all from that day on, they're disrupted. They can't move. They can't take action. They can't do anything. If you think that's a coincidence, you know, maybe it is a coincidence. Maybe I'm too skeptical. <laughs> but it seems to me that the Melbourne protest movement mate, nah. has been squashed yep. by counterintelligence. Absolutely. Yeah, reality check, mate. That's exactly what's happened. It's not... It's not a theory. These these forces have conspired against the public to do exactly that. That is exactly what's happened. That's, and I, I don't even think I need, that needs to be opinion. That's that's literally what's happened. <laughs> uh, well, that's the thing. I could have been when I put this up, mate. I could have been complete. Like I just went with my gut with this, and and of course talking about the concerns of other people. You know, that's what this whole piece is about. Adding my flair to mm. other people's concerns, mm. but. From you know, from that moment, uh, this is this is what's happened, and so yeah, yeah I don't think I don't think it's a coincidence, yep. and I I could have been wrong. Like the next day, thousands of people could have shown up, the blackouts lifted, thousands of people could have been out there again, and I could have been completely wrong. There was no blackout conspiracy, so that they would have no eyes watching them while they infiltrate and do whatever the hell they wanted to whoever was in the city that day. You know, intimidate them in the, in the police realms, hack all their phones, whatever they did. You know, I could have been wrong about that. But what we've seen on the 24th and the 25th, day five and day six, was a poor protest group trying to just exercise their rights and they couldn't even get out of their local areas. Yep, that's so right. So I think it's all come true, mate. Yep, definitely. Absolutely. Um, now, we're going to probably wrap it up very shortly and we're going to come full circle because we're now at, um, of course, Sunday the 26th today. And yesterday, we, uh, or was it, no, it was yesterday, wasn't it? We saw um, people across the country, again, rallying in support of uh, you know, medical uh, freedom. They want no vaccine passports, you know, ending mask mandates, uh, freedom of choice. All the things we've been banging on about here in these protests for months and months. Every time there's a protest, wherever it is, that's what we're on about. And uh, they were out there in force doing it again. And in uh, appears to be a few new little areas too that have been popping up. We've seen uh, some Sunshine Coast uh, gatherings as well. Uh, Gold Coast, we've seen uh, South Australia and in Adelaide people uh, getting out taking to the streets again a couple of well uh, the footage from the Adelaide one looks like if well, possibly over a thousand odd probably maybe even two thousand maybe um, it's a bit hard to tell sometimes you never know how many people have gotten there before or after that footage just goes out so but you know uh, Channel 9 reporter confronted <laughs> down there in Adelaide as well because they did it right outside the Channel 9 uh, building, which was awesome. I think it was a great spot. That's probably... <laughs> that They shouldn't be having these rallies in the city in the Botanic Gardens. They should be having them up at Mount Cuther in Brisbane where all the television stations are and having them right there in front of them. That's where they should be doing them. <laughs> in my opinion anyway yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but it was good to see and that's you know new south wales we had ballina down there on the coast there in new south wales uh sydney of course went out again bunbury and wa we had 
uh, stacks and stacks of people all around the country getting out once again, only a week after the the, the last lot of uh, rallies. Again, as a show of solidarity uh, as well in, in terms of these um, freedom of choice movements that we're having in the country. Uh, all of this um, excellent coverage and good um, write-up, of course, is available over there at tottnews.com. All these links will be in the show notes. As always, Australians March Against Medical Coercion, the MMA the MMAMV coverage, the Millions March Against Mandatory Vaccination. Uh, so you, yeah, you've put that one up today, but it was, uh, of course, coverage from um, from yesterday's marches and stuff. And it was good to see. It was really good to see that this hasn't just died, that more, I guess, I wouldn't say rural, but different localities and rather than the big major cities are uh, uh, we're seeing numbers gathering in these areas. You know, people on the sunny coast, Gold Coast, you know, all these other these regions. It's really good to see, very encouraging to see, in fact. And it was a really good show of solidarity too, because mm. you had a lot of, um, yeah, you, know, you had a lot of images of the Kiwis there, you know, doing their, doing their um, the Harker and stuff, you know, rallying their support behind the, the cause and so it's just wonderful, mate. And I, I love that it's it hasn't stopped. People haven't, you know, people haven't gone. F- Fuck, you know we've got all these, you know, uh, SOG special operations groups and riot police coming out. Yeah, you know, of course that's just in Victoria because there wasn't any follow-up protests that I could see um, coming out of really coming out of Victoria at all. It was really the, the rest of the country rallying behind them and saying, "Yeah, we're here with you. Yeah, we see what's going on. We see the plight happening down there to you guys, and we're we're backing you." Um, and it's good to see, you, mate. Yeah, it's really wonderful to see. Andy, did you see that coverage? It um, was really good. I'll just cross to I'll just cross, before I wrap it up finally with you and give you the, the final thoughts on that one, Ethan. I'll just throw to Andy because we haven't had a lot of Andy from um, from this episode. But um, Andy, did you see any of that coverage? Did you get wind of all that happening today? I know you were busy in your um, you know doing uh, going prone, going through barbed wire and uh, in the mud and. Then, uh, you know, learning how to uh, fire we- weapons and uh, no, <laughs> doing your guerrilla warfare training. No, <laughs> um, yeah, I wasn't sure if you, so if you were at well, any input from uh, like from the but, outside. Um, yeah, look, I think well, I got a lot of that kind of like info like on the Friday morning before I took off. Um, oh yeah, saying that it was coming I saw, up. I saw some. Yeah, I saw some still images of that. Um, what do they call it? The beer cat um, truck that they, you know, the rescue truck and yeah. with all of the, all these cops hanging off it and stuff. And it's interesting, the police, you know, like those terrorist units, how they have those full full ski masks on it so they don't get identified. Mm. I always find that hilarious in Australia. That, that ordinary police don't have to have their full face covered up, but these guys need to be fully unidentifiable mm. from the public, you know. Um, but yeah, man, look, my final thoughts are, you know, is it's, we really, really, you know, have dropped straight into, you know, communist media now, haven't we, where the state controls all of the outgoing information and turns it off at will. Mm. So, you know, here we are, all, all the conspiracy theories from even as, as early as like 12 months ago <laughs> are right actually in our face and present right now, a full communist media system that is presented to Victorians in, in from, from the Melbourne rallies. It's right in front of our faces. Effing incredible. So, yeah. yeah. That's my closing thoughts on that matter. 
Awesome. Thanks, Andrew. Ethan, yeah, let's wrap it up with you. This was your article you put out. I mentioned, yeah, how good it was to see that it sort of, you know, even after a week of an onslaught from um, from the the tyrannical tactics of uh, of the police and the government of, of one state alone, you know, it was, it was warming, heartwarming to see the rest of the country kind of rally and support against that too. It was, General, and this is, it, it was fantastic to see. You know, this is, this is what I have a grievance with other independent media outlets is they only want to cover the fear and there's no coverage on some of the good things that are happening, no arrests, none of that type of stuff. But I think it's important because the morale of this country over the last week is in desperate need of something positive. And this was really positive. And the Gold Coast rally, which I was at, was so positive. In fact, I made a separate article for that, which everyone should also check out, called Cultures Unite for Freedom at Gold Coast Rally from yesterday. And as you mentioned, mate, there was uh, the Destiny Church there leading uh, a whole bunch of islanders. You know, there was Kiwis, Samoans, you name it down there. They did a traditional war cry, a, a form of haka, not yep. the you know traditional haka, but a different form of haka. There was also um, an Indigenous uh, elder there that um, said a prayer. There, the video's in there as well. She called out to the ancestors, spoke in her language, and said, you know, do this for your children. You know, there was music all day. It was awesome. It was fantastic to see compared to the mainstream media saying that we're all degenerate baby Nazis who are just threatening people, that we're terrorists, that we're right-wing racists, to see... Not only that, but to see people shrug that off, come out in, in strong numbers and unite together. All of these cultures, indigenous, islander cultures, Australian cultures, the, um, the last stand was played there um, for the Anzacs. Mm -hmm. It was a culture-rich day on the Gold Coast. And I think that that's really positive to end you know, this week with, you know, especially for people, there was a heavy focus this weekend on all locations about Victoria, Sydney, we're with you guys. You know, we're, we're showing solidarity. We're showing, you know, if you can get out, get out as soon as possible, come up here, you know, <laughs> yeah. which a lot of them have over the last year, you oh, know, yeah. like 50,000 or whatever. But, you know, we're with these people. We're with these locations because first it was Sydney. They fell to this complete militarised uh, Australian Defence Force suburb lockdown in the West, which is still going on. There was a rally in Sydney yesterday, but only one photo's come out because you're not allowed to gather in Sydney, mate. So mm. we can't have too many photos come out from that. But there was people there. But Sydney was the first one. Now Melbourne has fallen. They don't even need the ADF because they have their private defence force that's you know already a part of their police force from, as we said, probably the Strong Cities Network and yep. all of these places. But despite all of that and despite the scenes we've seen this week, all over the country people have gone out. You know, in the Sunshine Coast, they all put their hands in the air on the beach and sent out vibrations to Sydney. I mean, this is the That's type awesome. of stuff that we need to reinvigorate us, to, you know, to, to get us going and, and to show that, you know, despite what the media has said all of this week and despite the chaos, Australia... And, and free-thinking Australians will stand united and we're not going to take this stuff lying down. Yeah, how good is that? Uh, again, I'll put the uh, link for that one uh, in the show notes as well for people to check out. Lots of good imagery and videos there as well, like you mentioned, and it's wonderful to see. Um, 
we're going to have to probably wrap it up there. We're going to probably just we're getting close to, to two hours. So I know it was, knew it was going to be a big one. Um, last show of the season, season three, episode 24 of the General Knowledge Podcast. Uh, boys, it's been a hell of a year. It's been a hell of a 12 months for season three as well. We've come a long way. We've seen a lot happen over that time. And we're, <laughs> we're going to see a lot more. That's an absolute given. Uh, this is not going anywhere. It's not ending. Uh, but we just uh, we just don't know how it's going to win. We just don't know where it's going yet. We've, we're seeing some positive things, but at the same time, we're seeing some the the others the flip side of that. We're seeing absolute tyranny happening in parts of Australia as well. So we've got uh, well, boys. I'm pretty sure it's tomorrow is the end of the state of emergency declaration here in Queensland, which will of course be rolled over another 90 days uh, tomorrow. We'll see that for sure. We've called that happening every other time they've done it, and I'm, of course, calling it again. We mentioned it, I think we mentioned that maybe a month ago, Ethan, possibly on, on the socials or on the podcast as well. Um, but yeah, we know that's coming up. Mm. And uh, yeah, we're um, just, I'm just letting everyone know that's that's going to happen. Keep an eye on the on the government website, Queensland Health, or whatever it is. They'll put that up. They'll put the extension up, as they always do, uh, for the reasons of beep, who fucking knows. Um, just yeah, for, for, because they want to, basically. Um, one of the other things, which I hope they do. I hope they do. Well, they will because we've had a snap lockdown to justify every extension previously, yeah, and we haven't had one this time. Correct. So that's that's the... the difference, and the difference is because we've got we can't do a lockdown because we're hosting you know the NRL Grand Final here in Brisbane, and uh, you know there's no way they're going to do a lockdown and, and shut that up for the spectacle that it is. You know, Perth allowed people to go and see the AFL Grand Final. I think it was last night. Um, you know, so they didn't have a lockdown or they didn't have anything going over on in there to uh, to stop the numbers and stuff. They had plenty of people at the final over there, and we're going to see the same thing happen, of course, uh, here in Brisbane for the NRL Grand Final, which is happening, uh, I believe, uh, next. See the next Saturday or Sunday. Oh, I should have known that, but anyway. Um, yeah, so it's going to be interesting. They're, they're, they're going to extend it, of course, for that. And then shortly after, I think we're possibly going to see some, you know, maybe some cases pop up as a result of us having that maybe, or who knows. But we'll, I'm sure the lockdowns haven't ended for us. You know, even though they've given us back a little a little tiny trickle of freedoms here and there. You're allowed to sit down now and take your mask off, boys, if you didn't know that. Isn't that wonderful? How nice are they to let us sit down because the mask, I mean, because uh, the virus doesn't affect you when you're sitting, of course. Uh, it's only dangerous to you when you're standing. Um, that's that's fact, gentlemen. That's a fact. Take that to the bank. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's how ridiculous it is here, folks, in this country. Anyway, um, yeah, keep an eye on the vaccine numbers too, boys. That's one thing I wanted to just touch on very quickly before we go. Um, yeah, we're seeing <clears throat> a lot of fake numbers coming out of the mainstream media. Here they're telling us over the, the drive they had, I think it was uh, two weeks ago or a week ago, uh, Australia experienced another record week of vaccinations with almost 2 million people inoculated in the last seven days. Uh, over 172,000 people came forward yesterday, almost 400,000 over the weekend, and 1.9 million Australians, nearly 2 million Australians, came forward last week to be vaccinated to protect themselves, apparently, according to Minister Greg Hunt. He says if that trend continues, Australia would be well-paced to achieve 80% of the population vaccinated with at least one dose of the vaccine by next week. And that article was put up on the 20th. So that was about a week ago. So they reckon 
according to Greg Hunt, by next week, which is around now or the week after, we're going to see 80% of the country vaccinated. Um, I don't believe that for a second. I believe the numbers, of course, are nowhere near that. And yet they still keep buying more and more vaccines. And now we're even getting these Moderna ones coming to our shores. So time will tell, folks, what's really <laughs> happening here in this country. Um, I don't even think they're anywhere near 50%, to be honest. I think they're probably at about 20%. Um, that seems to, from the numbers I've seen and uh, things that they've been putting out, uh, I think we're at about 20%. Nowhere near the, the 50 or 80 or whatever they're, they're toting. But keep an eye on that one. We'll, we'll, we might um, check back with that one in a couple of weeks' time when we come back with Season 4. Brand new, I'll, I'll just um, let the folks know now too, of course. Um, for Episode 1 of Season 4, we've got a brand new intro song um, put together by one of our awesome listeners, Nige. Um, we gave you a little teaser of it a couple of weeks ago. Um, I will be doing the edits and then I'll put in... I'm actually going to play the full song for everyone at the start of the show. Uh, and of course, we'll... Yeah, I'll do that in post, of course, but uh, it'll be. I'll play the whole thing available for them if they love it. Um, there will be a link to um, to download it. Um, all you got to do is just donate the boys a dollar, and it's yours. Um, I think there are places you can get it for free as well, perhaps. But I mean, these guys did this just for us for this show. That's how awesome they are, and it is a kick-ass song. I listen to it all the time. It's on my regular playlist now as well because I bought the song. I gave them a fiver and, and bought the song myself as well. Uh, but if anyone loves it, I hope they can show them a bit of support, a bit of love um, for those boys. Um, they put that song together for us, so it's going to be awesome. And I'll also have it, of course, at the end of the show as well. Just wanted to mention that. All right, guys. Um, anything else before we leave? Uh, Andy, are you good to go, my friend? You're probably already having a shower. You stink. <laughs> or are you talking? To, did you just get out? There he is. Oh, there back, he is. I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> no, I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't going to go and have a shower till we finish the show. But um, yeah, I do stink. A bit, a I knew bit. it. I knew it. <laughs> I, could, I already got. Pick, I I've got probably, mental I'm images of you. The towel on my sleep. Yeah, I've got mental images of you just you know, lying prone, crawling along in the mud, you know, as people spraying water hoses at you or throwing dirt at you and cheering you on and yeah, go in, you jump over well, a barbed wire. Yeah. Actually we had we we um we did all of that, then the and the instructor was yelling at it. We've been me and my teammate, we had to do a hundred um, push ups, two hundred sit ups and 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 three hundred squat jumps but you know, like um Within an hour, so that was <laughs> that was that was that was pretty full on, man. Oh, mate, you should have got you should have got the missus to come pick you up. It sounds like um, you shouldn't have even been driving home. You're, oh. lucky, you're lucky to be alive. No, you're a there fit you man, are, Andy. You're you're I, you're a fit bloke, I, and you're probably I, even better for it now. <laughs> it's awesome. I love it. Uh, good on you, mate. Anyway, it's all, all good fun. So it's just life, isn't it? It is, mate. It's awesome. It's good to hear. But make sure you put give us the details of what you did too. Maybe we can let the other listeners know if they we wanna, will if they're keen for that sort of stuff too. Um, Ethan, uh, any before Definitely. we go, brother? Thanks for for your, all your awesome work um, over this fantastic, amazing week of uh, all the shit that's been going down in this country, mate. It's been good to see, and um, yeah, keep it up, brother. For for the coming months, and of course, in for season four, we'll, Thanks, we'll get we'll get to the bottom of even more of them. But yeah, thank you, man. Anything else for the show? Yeah, no, general, just to encourage everyone to go to tottnews.com uh, to check out anything that we've spoken about. Um, if you head to on the Facebook page, I've got some uh, fo- you know footage up yesterday of you know Melburnians being stalked at St Kilda St Kilda Beach, which Rukshan and all the other independent media are, are nowhere to be seen now. I don't. 
don't think they're even covering Melbourne anymore. So if you want Melbourne coverage, uh, make sure to, to head over to tottnews.com and the Facebook page. We'll keep you updated on everything that's happening on the ground. Um, and thank you to everyone for tuning in. I just want to encourage everyone uh, to go look at that um, culture video from the Gold Coast. And, you know, there's been a lot of scenes this week that have been crazy and, and just get that spirit uh, back into you. And yeah. going forward, um, you know, we just have that spirit going forward and, and that passion and that energy after what has been a crazy week. But I thank everyone that, for the support. If you're a new person that subscribed to the website, which has been a ton of people come in to my website, I'm sure yours, General, um, all over the all over the you know the world, the yep. country. If you're a new listener, thank you for tuning in. Um, thank you. We'll, we'll have you back here and uh, just stay tuned for more. Yeah, and if look, if happen. if there's listeners out there that haven't signed up, you can sign up as a free member of TOTT News as well to get some extra content there as well. But if I mean you're doing this, folks right. listening out there, this is Ethan's job now, guys. So he's doing this full time. That's why he's pumping out all the gear all the time. Uh, I, of course, run my own business on the, um, and this is like a side project for me. So I'm not pumping out as much as Ethan does, of course. But um, I've got my own way to to support my listeners. Uh, sorry, I'm getting other support from my uh, other listeners for the Patreon bonus content show. So uh, make sure you head over to my Patreon account. Link will be in there if you want to get some extra bonus content shows just for supporting what we do. Um, please. Guys, throw Ethan a fiver and get on board over there at TOTT News. If you're not already, we've you know we've given you a whole bunch of awesome stuff. Um, you know, we talk even talk about member content on this show as well. So, you know, people that are sort of paying for it are also getting some of that on this show as well too. So, uh, and Ethan's pretty good about doing that as well. But I, I really want everyone to make sure you go over and, and, I mean, seriously, what else do you waste five bucks on? You know, like go and. <laughs> Not wasted. Go and put it to good use. <laughs> Go and throw it over at tottnews.com. You won't fucking regret it. He puts a lot of good content there as well. Um, and for anyone who wants Thanks, to support bro. my my lazy bones, um, yeah, I do an extra bonus content show, an extra special podcast where we go in all sorts of different rabbit holes. Speaking of rabbit holes, we went down some amazing ones on our most pr- recent show as well too. So yeah, head over to my Patreon channel and join up there as well if you want to, guys. Um, we love it. We need the support. And um, yeah. Uh, anyone who's doing independent media go and support them it's really important um, thanks again thanks uh, I just want to thank, thank you boys for you, an brother. awesome season no, no worries man uh, happy to promote any day of the week mate um, Andy thanks Appreciate mate it. lots of love lots of love to you Ethan and we'll be back for season 4 guys thanks you have been listening to the general knowledge podcast Please show your support for alternative independent media in Australia and join our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash real news Australia. of nature, Mr. Beale, and I won't have it! You are an old man who thinks in terms of nations and peoples. There are no nations. There are no peoples. There are no Russians. There are no Arabs. There are no third worlds. There is no West. There is only one holistic system of systems. One vast and immane interwoven, interacting, multivariate, multinational dominion of dollars. It is the international system.
currency which determines the totality of life on this planet. That is the natural order of things. For themselves and less for everybody else. But I'll tell you what they don't want. They don't want a population of citizens capable of critical thinking. They don't want well-informed, well-educated people capable of critical thinking. They're not interested in that. That doesn't fucking place. It's a big club. And you ain't in it. You and I are not in the big club. Am I getting through to you, Mr. Beal? You get up on your little 21-inch screen and howl about America and democracy. There is no America. There is no democracy. There is only IBM and ITT and AT&T, and DuPont, Dow, Union Carbide, and Exxon. Those are the nations of the world today. The world is a college of corporations, inexorably determined by the immutable bylaws of business. The world is a business, Mr. Beale.